gente, it's your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what it do with your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Damas y caballeros y ustedes. This is Sofrito Speaks, a subscribers episode, episode number four of season six. And we have a guest. Cuatro. And we have a guest. Go off. Let's go. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Let them know who you are. Whatever. What's going on, everybody? My name is Darwin Joseph, a.k.a. Chef Black, known around the neighborhood of Lawrence. Uh, I am your local chef. Good Good eats, you know, every week I am presenting y'all with delicious food and plates and opportunities uh, to try my food. Um, I run my own catering business, which I established in the year of 2021. So right now I'm going on two years. You know, I officially, I've had my LLC now for about over a year and some change. Um, So, you know, I have some clients here consistently. I have amazing supporters, which is, you know, is pretty great. Um, every day I'm trying to grow and, you know, I'm waiting to just have new experiences and just meet new people. So thank you guys for having me. We got the chef in the cocina Mm. right now. Hey, yo. (laughs) So on brand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into our first section, which is Ed Chisme, the part of the show where we let you guys know what had us fucked up or hold you in a bad or good way in the past week. Who finna start off? Y'all. Let me get out of this shot real I'm going to start real quick because... because... <laughs> we forgot to turn that off. And we're back. Yeah, anyways. Also, so... don't judge our setup, sorry. Don't judge our setup because y'all didn't pay for this, so... <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Anyways, so this week, y'all, I left my job or whatever, and I, it makes me laugh. In case you're wondering what job it was. Shut up. Um... <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I did work for Nike. That was cute. It was giving for like a little bit uh, for a solid year. And I moved up in the ranks to management. And that's where I stopped because I was like, this is not, this isn't it. It's it's not it. This is crazy. I just, I think I like just wearing the brand. I don't want to work for the brand. Right. You know what I mean? Um, the discount was nice. I'm not even going to hold you guys, but um, I had to withhold a lot. I don't like jobs where I can't talk about the shit that's like bothering me. So I have to make a hypothetical and I don't know why I do that. I don't know if it's like a professional like instinct for me, but like I've been screaming fuck that job for like three months. <laughs> like no bullshit. Like retail is not for everybody. I'm telling y'all, if you want to have a regular schedule, have some type of social life. I hate the concept of Hey, can you come I never, I didn't understand when you went into retail. I was like, why? Were you... It was, just, it was a guaranteed job. I wasn't yeah. working full time yeah. um, for the majority of 2021, and then I was like, all right, let me stop being an idiot. Let me get back on it. Um, guaranteed job, and then I moved up the ranks fast. Um, like within two months, um, I became a manager, and then that's when I was just like, this isn't it. So I have all the tea for you guys. I do. We did have an issue with management mm. where we were told that we couldn't speak Spanish over the headset. Oh, God. So here's the thing, though. Ooh. Don't call me over the headset talking about I need a Spanish speaker, but I can't speak Spanish over the headset. Because guess what's going to happen? I suddenly have amnesia. And I don't speak English. Don't play with me. And I'm not even going to hold you. I dead kept telling the other... I t- kept telling everybody. I was like, stop speaking Spanish. They don't want to speak Spanish. Stop speaking Spanish. Let them scramble and figure it out. Y'all better break out Google Translate and get it popping with that app. Because ain't no way. Um, and it was, it was super disheartening because for a company that preaches... I'm not even going to speak on the whole company. For this specific location... You know, when we started, we opened up, um, you know, everything was diversity, this diversity, that, and oh my God, it's so great. And I realized that we're only celebrating diversity when it looks good, but when we implement it into every day, it's not the case, but this is what happens when you get people in management that are not from the community in which you decided to open up a store in. And what happens when you get someone in management who comes from a cookie cutter, clean background of retail, and then they get here and they're like, who are all these misfits? And they don't understand. And then we're trying to, as 
a person of color in leadership, I'm trying to let them know like, oh, you have to engage more, like ask more questions. Like I get that they have a job to do, but there's been all of two consumers in the store. Why can't you converse with them instead of being on them about folding fucking t-shirts? Ask them how their week is going. Give a fuck about what they have for lunch instead of being like, oh, what is that? First of all, you ever yuck my yum when I'm pulling out my lunch, I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. That's disrespectful. <laughs> like if you, if you are used to eating mashed potatoes, bland, don't don't come it's for me. White. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving white. It sounds about white. It sounds about white. But that was a, that was a thing that was like super disheartening because it's like, so when it's beneficial for you, then we're assets. Listen, I wasn't getting paid more for being able to speak a second language. And you technically should. Well, no. At, at, you, if you, you really speak should. more than one language, <laughs> you absolutely should be compensated because we've had pe- we have people that speak Arabic that came in handy. We have people that speak Portuguese that came in handy. People that speak Spanish that always comes in handy. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where it was like you suck as a leader for making us feel as though we can't be ourselves at work, but then praise. That that's one of like our ethos. It's like diversity. It's like, but you don't know how to appreciate diversity unless it's we make sure the numbers look good. So when you pitch it to your boss, so when you pitch it to your boss, um, everything's all cookie cutter. Now here's where the tea gets for real, for real, and where it really had me fucked up. We reported this to the higher ups, and guess who the higher ups are? White men. No. Oh, love to see so it. So that went nowhere. So we were we were told we were being overly sensitive, and that's not what she what? meant. Wow. All while when she when when our boss did say it, she ran back to be like, "Oh, that's not how I meant it." Started crying. I was like, "Ma'am, I don't do white women tears." Here's the tissue. Facts. You said what you said, and then when you realize that it's 2022 and you can't get away with that shit, you feared for your job. That was not a genuine apology. You feared for your job. Don't play with me. Because listen, I know how to keep it pristine, cute, and cookie cutter when it comes to my job. You think I was going to slip up? You think I was going to slip up at my job? Oh, nah. Baby, you could have, I'll slip up at a bar. I'm not slipping up at work. You're bugging because you're not taking my money from me. I hear that. Which is unfortunate. Then we have this whole like DEI training via Zoom. Can we stop with Zoom trainings? Zoom trainings, listen, I'm shutting my camera off and I'm texting. DEI training. Uh, diversity, inclusion, oh DIE. I remember diversity, in Starbucks, inclusion, something. they made us do that for trainings to sit down and to understand the experience from a person of color. No, eyes. but the, the shit that was crazy though. Like, the, we this, are people of color up in here. Like, we know the experience. Right. right. <laughs> and thank you for telling us about our experience right. and what you think we go through. This was the thing, though. We ended up having that training because um, this this controversy sparked that training once it got to the higher-ups. Like, oh, let's do a training. No, how about you hold those in those positions accountable instead of making us feel like we did something wrong for standing up to ourselves. Don't tell us there's an anonymous hotline and then blast people for being like, hey, shout out to so-and-so for bringing up this topic and that's why we have this training. What the Wait, fuck what? is wrong with you? you what, they called an anonymous They hotline. called an anonymous hotline to talk about what happened. Baby, it's giving lawsuits. Oh, baby, it it was it was bad. It's it was bad. Lawsuits. So we ended up having this training. You know what we talked about that entire training? We didn't even talk about racial diversity. We talked about LGBTQIA plus, and we were like, "That's the only diversity that, that my people will do it." That wasn't the issue. <laughs> my people though. will get their respect. That wasn't that wasn't the issue at hand. If anything, y'all get right now got more respect than we did at that store. So I'm just like. To, like that's what's up I appreciate that but we're not talking about why this right. actually came about it wasn't it wasn't um, homophobia it was a racist comment period why are we talking about homophobia and pronouns and, and x y and z and like not misgendering people but I can't speak Spanish when it's beneficial and mm. it works for me at my mm. job this doesn't mm. even make sense it's giving deflection mm. it's giving <laughs> deflection like I'm like I just <sighs> I got more tea, but I'm going to save them for later episodes. Thank you. <laughs> but that is my El Chisme. I had me fucked up. And I'm done with that job. I start my new job next week. Exciting. Love that. What, what you got, you? Chef? What you got? Shit, for me, honestly, this happens every week. Oh, especially... please speak on that. I know what you're going to talk about. Please. Please. <laughs> happens to me literally every week when I'm selling food. I don't know what goes in the minds of some people. Um... Maybe it's because, like, I don't have a 
what you would call, I guess, a professional establishment. You know, there's some people that feel the need to question my business and how I conduct my business in terms of whether it's pricing or just being considerate when it comes to my time, you know? Mm. So, you know, there are people who are, who, who will place an order. I will give them, or I will ask them, what time is good for you to pick up, you know? They'll give me a time, or I'll give them a time, or they ask me, oh, when will, when will this be ready? I give them a time. They agree with the time. I let them know the day of, your order's ready. Oh, damn, I didn't know it was going to be ready at this time. It's giving you booked. But I, I am a care. professional, baby. I said what I said. One thing, one thing that I will say is that out here, I feel like nobody understands how time works. I'm not going to hold you. I will start doing deposits. A yeah. Deposit. I, honestly, because I... Because you're losing money when you can't sell that plate anymore because somebody else flaked on Wait, you. Wait, so what happens when it's ready on time? Do they just not come pick it up? or No, well, there are some people... Some people won't come pick it up at all, right? Wow. And then, but they paid. But they haven't paid. They, they don't placed pay an so they order, get their right? But there are some wow. people though that y'all are give me fucking, the they give me the suck. courtesy. Y'all suck. There's some people that give me the courtesy. They'll place an order and they'll send me that money the day or the same time they right. place that order, as right? Be. As they should be. And I would do five dollar deposit, baby. I'm sorry, five dollar deposit. Yup. Honestly, I really should, but and then there are some people that will place an order they don't come and pick it up but then you know i have those other people that hit me up like yo you still got food left i'm just like you know what yeah here you know because this other person never came to pick up their shit so you know kind of works out for me in the end but still it's frustrating because i'm literally sitting here just waiting twiddling my thumbs you know i took the time out of my day to cook and prepare this food you said you're interested in placing an order you place an order but yet day of now you're completely ghost Make that make sense, oh, bro. Wait, like, like, what about? So, do you get people arguing with you about your prices? Um, Not like argue, but like question your prices. Yeah, they'll question it or they'll try to. I never understood that. So they'll try to like, oh, because at what restaurant? <laughs> at what restaurant do you question the prices? You please, know? please, y'all really be sitting here up up in Starbucks talking about I'm gonna pay seven dollars for a small, but you want to question somebody who. But no, literally, there are people that will do that or they'll try to negotiate. Like, um, so I, I have something set. Like, say if I do a plate for eight wings and fries for $20. Eight wings you and fries for $20? I think that's a pretty good you know, right. You had my food before, so it's just like, it, my portions... I co-sign. My portions are, they're great fucking portions. Yo. You can't complain, yep. right? But then there are some people who's like, oh, what if I want 10 wings and like a small fry? Well, maybe you should go somewhere else. Yeah, bro. I'm like, where they can accommodate that. <laughs> I'm like, listen, what? I do the math. I know what I need to make the type of money that I want to make. So this is what I've set everything. I don't negotiate. I don't, you know, As it should be. go it's back and business. forth. It exactly. is not for you. You know, it's obviously for you to cater to people. But at the same time, it's like. It's not your place to come over here and try to justify the price. Like, what What are we doing? Exactly. I absolutely understand. Like, if you don't like it, go to another establishment. There's that always that. Perfectly fine with me. I am no malice, no hard feelings, because I've been doing this for almost two years now, so I know that there are people... That are going to pay your prices. Who are going to pay my that prices. That fucking part. And not this, complain. That part. I did, I, that we part. definitely experienced that one time. Like, yeah. we had to, like, figure out a price, and I was like, we're going to charge this... This is going to be a lot of work, and we're not even charging not even 3% of what we should be making. Mm. We're literally just going to charge this small fee because, you know. And it's difficult. <laughs> it, it's, it, money is always an awkward thing to talk about. It doesn't matter which way you come at it. It's just awkward. Like, oh, should I? You want me to cash up you? No, no you good? Oh, how much, how much would you charge? Listen. Right. I wish it wasn't so... Listen, if you're going to fuck with somebody's business, please stop thinking you're going to get a Just shortcut support, and you yeah. and like stop asking for discounts. When again, you're paying full fucking price for everything you see on social media, but when it comes to somebody who wants to just put food on their fucking table, you have an issue and you want to argue the prices. Baby, then leave them alone. Stop making comments like, "Damn, that's what you charge?" Yup, because that's what the fuck is worth. Exactly. Period. And on honesty, Yo, I, I, I that's what you charge. I could charge more because I know I bring quality product and I deliver consist consistency and every he's still time. Underselling his stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, 
I'm still learning the business, but even last year, I feel like I've come a long way because last year I would do the back and forth. I'd be like, oh, maybe I am too much. Maybe the price is too high. Da, 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 da. But coming into this year, I'm like, you know what? No. This is my price. Balls this is my food. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the visual. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. But now, nah, seriously, like, I know I deliver what my product delivers, and if you don't believe in my product, you don't have to. See you later, Kick Rocks, Arriva Dirty. I'll see you fucking later, my nigga. Like, I could do this shit somewhere else, and trust me, I can seriously upcharge. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because this is my passion. I love to do it. At the end of the day, it's not about the money. It's about giving a service, and especially back to my community where I see there is a lack there's just a certain type of food. I love my Spanish people. I love the Spanish culture. But myself, I'm Haitian. And I haven't had a lot of representation, especially in this community growing up. So I personally decided that I'm going to make it known that, hey, this is a culture that you guys should know, you guys should be aware of, mm-hmm. that our food is delicious. And here it is. I'm going to present a great quality food for you guys to try. And... I'm not going to argue about my prices anymore. This is, it is what it Accurate. is. Accurate. Beverly is. Why had you fucked up this week? White people. White people <laughs> have me fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know who the fuck you think I am. But yeah, I'm going to have an interesting conversation with my supervisor. Uh, there was another supervisor who came to my door and say, like, I don't talk to anyone at my job. I'm very serious when I say this. I walk into my job. Hey, good morning. Sit in my office. Don't. You need to talk to me. Email me. Like, just don't. <laughs> like, I don't. Put it in the email. I already don't want to be here, and I have to because America. But, <laughs> like, when I tell you I'm not going to be, like, rude about it, but it's just, like, very much so. Like, I'm not trying to get personal with you. This is not, you know, for a good time. This mm-hmm. is just for a long time. So, it's like, I just got to make it work. Um, but this supervisor... Baby, you know, she's one of the wild, you know, those, you know, those wild whites that they're like, I'm down, I'm hip, you know, I'm wild, I'm funny. And and it's like, okay, that's cute. Keep it over there (laughs) because, you know, that's cute for you. And I love that. I love that you're, you know, you're wild and oh my God, amazing. Right. Over there. Um, Came to my door, was banging on my door. This was a random Thursday. Okay, this was this was last Thursday. Super fucking random. I'm like literally actually working because I also spend ninety percent of my day doing shit. Um, But I'm actually sitting there working. They bang on my door and I look and my like the door is glass so you can see who it is. Um, And she's like yelling out, "Smile!" And she's like, "Smile, smile, smile." And I I'm, know you fucking lying. I'm sitting there and I was like, I'm like, is this person in crisis? Like, <laughs> what is going on right now? Like, what? Which led me to believe that there was a conversation had at whatever meeting that person was at. Mm. You know, and they all the supervisors were meeting. I just was, uh, since it was clinical, I, I didn't have to be a part of that. Um, so something was said, you know, and then she opens the door. And chucks some motherfucking Skittles at me. Bro. Are you guys friends? Bro. You guys aren't friends? Yeah. And yeah, good morning. That's as far as the relationship goes. And I sit there and I'm like, like I see my future. <laughs> like I'm like, yo. Behind bars. Yeah, I was like, I could a white woman. I could jump over this. I, like, I could jump over this desk, seriously harm this woman. Um, oh but God. I have like to be the bigger funny. person. It, it wasn't funny. It was actually super, it caught me super off guard. And like, I didn't know what to like, how to react. Cause I'm like, fuck if you know, whatever way I do react, I'm going to be looked at as the aggressor regardless. Mm. So I have to just kind of just sit here and take this. Um, but you know, and then I, like, I played it back. I literally picked up, well, first of all, I ate the Twix because it was like a party mix. <laughs> so I ate the Twix and I was like, bitch, we're going to get some candy. We're going to have some of this candy real quick. Then I picked up the rest of the candy that I, that I didn't like and I brought it back to her office. I'm like, here you go. I'm like, I don't eat that. And she was like, oh, I, she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I just don't eat that candy. 
And then um, I just went back to my office and like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, am I like, is this the reality? Like, am I living in this world? Like where I have to keep my fucking mouth shut or else I'm going to lose my job. Right. Um, when you were disrespected because okay. she thought she was being funny and playful, but that's not the relationship y'all so, have. Liz, yeah, baby. I, uh, we already know what happens when white women start crying. Oh, <laughs> baby, and your life. And you know, your she, job. then Yo, she came up to me. She's like, "You didn't smile all day yesterday," and I was like, "I for told what? her, I told her straight for up to what? her face. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't smile every day because my life isn't rainbow and fucking butterflies." And she just looked at me like, "Oh so no, shocked. yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah, bitch. Not all of us go home to an amazing fucking house. Some of us are living in a fucking room, bitch. Not all of us get to work from home like you do, bitch." <laughs> I gotta be here drag fucking her, drag her. just fucking staring at a screen like I wish a bitch would and a bitch did and you couldn't <laughs> so uh, but it's okay cause you know I'm going to have a conversation with my manager and I'm gonna ask her to take care of it and should she not I'm going to take it higher than that because one thing I love is money so if I could get a lawsuit out of this then uh, cause that's harassment and um, yeah the minute you threw that baby thank you Thank you. You signed the check. Thank you, you threw that bag literally at me, and I was like, <laughs> yes! with my twins. <laughs> yo, but yeah, yo. white people just have me all the way fucked up, and everything that's going on in the media, and I'm just like, yo, the whites is white, and they white and a lot. So if you're white, or I'm sorry, yeah, it's just it's tough. So um, <laughs> Yikes. But yeah, let's close this out and head over to the next section, which is Ay bendito. Welcome to Ay bendito, which is a part of the show where we are going to talk about local news as well as media headlines, whatever we saw on whatever social media handle you can maybe think of we might talk about it we might not anyways so with that being said you want to lead us off chef uh yeah sure so i mean i don't tend to pay attention too much to um news and media what's going on because i have a whole lot of shit going on but there's some shit that i saw actually earlier this morning on tiktok was uh this well, i believe is an actor right Actor, um, yeah. Ricky Gervais, or however you pronounce his last name. Um, For reference from The Office, the British version. Yeah, so I, I... I've seen him before. I saw the British version, and I was like, <laughs> episode one, we're good. We're good, we didn't need that. <laughs> oh, I don't know I've seen him before, but not like like officially. I never like really paid attention to him, but apparently he hosted the Golden Globes, and I guess he's hosted them for like five years straight. But this year, Dad. yeah, like this year, he just like pretty much went in on like the Hollywood elite, you know, going in on just their relationships, the pedophilia that's going on. How and people friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Still friends with Jeffrey Epstein, you know, how just, it's just a whole bunch of stuff being ignored. And yet they're trying to make it like a comedy, like a ha-ha moment. But he's being like dead ass and he's being serious. Like, this is the last time I'm hosting this bullshit because y'all really got me fucked up. I mean, obviously, he said yeah, it in a more political way, but you just see him going in on these people, kind of like making light of it, but not really. He's just completely serious. Well, that's the issue. Like, I feel like that's the issue. Sorry to cut you off, but like, we're not people. There's like, there's two sides of America the people that believe it. People that are like, it's a joke. Right. Because in comedy, they've made so many references mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, it's what it's the hot topic right now. Right. Boom, let's just include this in on the comedy. So then everyone's like, oh, they're just making a joke of it because that's just what people are saying. But it's like, mm, how long can people keep saying this? You like, know, <laughs> and it's like, I feel that's the best comedy. Like me, personally, my favorite comedic, my favorite comedic is Dave Chappelle. And that's because he'll take real life situations put a com comedic twist to it, mm -hmm. but actually present it to you. And you're just like, oh, shit. It's going to make you think and it's, laugh. And you know what I'm saying? That's why he's so controversial. Yeah. And it's just like, people try to cancel him, but at the same time, it's like... Nobody you, can ever get canceled. You can't cancel a man for it's speaking so the annoying. truth. Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're that offended, it's because you know there's some truth behind it, you and you're just not trying to face it. 
But that's what I saw in the media, and you know, there's a whole lot of truth that I feel is coming of, out, coming out lately, and people are trying to shine a light on it, and other people are trying to laugh it off. But yeah. you know, what I'm saying you really got to open your eyes to what people are actually saying. Um, so I'm gonna bring it to a little bit lighter topic <laughs> because uh, they're giving out stimuluses in case you guys haven't been catching up with oh, the team. Word. Only if you filed. Ruben hasn't given us a stimulus update in my life. <laughs> Yo, the stimulus is. This is his thing. When I found check. No, when I found out we got shut down, like I was like, yeah, we're getting shut down. But then I found out they're giving money. I'm like, oh, man, we good. <laughs> shut us down. Um, so. They're giving us a thousand four hundred, I believe, and if you filed your taxes in twenty twenty one, then you qualify and you should be getting that within the next month. So, shit, I didn't file my taxes in twenty twenty one, so I'm pretty pissed off. <laughs> but um, that's crazy. I go off my taxes. <laughs> I'm mad that I made the least last year and I got the most in a fucking tax return. I'm I'm so I'm actually not this check that I'm getting this week, but in two weeks I have to make the payment for my taxes because. Which is weird, which is why I think that they did end up filing my taxes because I got multiple notices from the IRS saying like, hey, you filed your taxes. But I just went and prepped it and then they wanted a payment and I was like, I'm not going to pay you right now. Like, I'll pay you when. But they sent like official government documents saying that I needed to make my payment for the taxes that I owed. Um, and I, I'm paying it. So I don't know if maybe I am going to get that money. If I'm not, I don't even know if it's filed. The place never called me back and was like, yeah, here's, you know, come pick up or make your payment so we mm. can file it. And um, I'm just going to pay, uh, collect the letter. And that way, when I go file for next year, if they um, say like, oh, you never paid or you never filed your taxes, I'm like, uh, the government doesn't lie, baby. <laughs> the IRS is right there. <laughs> Let me tell you something right when now. They're not going to gonna take your money. Because <laughs> the last thing that they want is a lawsuit because they're stealing from you. Yo, speaking of, <laughs> great segue into what I have. So Tyler Perry filed, uh, fired his accountant because he saw that the IRS owed him $9 million. Oh, damn. So that means they, are not, they, weren't, they were not handling his accounts right because if the IRS owes him money now... Something's going on. You imagine it's, that? Ooh, not a black man. That's like um, <laughs> oh, I forgot the celebrity that you recently. Go get your coin, Medea. Recently ahead. was like somebody was. Oh, Fat Joe. Fat Joe had his accountants that were stealing money from him, oh, and like man. went and paid off for one of their child's college and everything with his money. Oh damn! And he was like, he had to fire them. It was pretty crazy. I'm like, how do you hire people to? Watch out. I mean, it's a lot of money to watch after. So, so like, you need an accountant for your accountant because yeah, pretty same shit happened with Rihanna. Listen, <laughs> and another thing, speaking of like money and like watching who you have guarding it. I hate that I'm even bringing this, this lady up. Candace Owens has a documentary out <sighs> called The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. Um, and she's covering the Black Lives Matter organization and how that. they mishandled. And I'm so intrigued. I am so... I saw a clip of that. I, and I literally was like, dang, is this like, dang, like, say it ain't so. <laughs> say it ain't so. But I, I I, am interested to to watch it. I wish it was anybody else that was commentating, but unfortunately it's her, whatever. Um, and, you know... I, I I was reading the comments. I was on Facebook reading the comments. Of course, it was a bunch of white men and women endorsing her because she's literally preaching to them. Yeah. Um, but with that, I did see um, black men and women that were like, she's not lying. I hate that it's her that had to blow the lid off of it. But like, she's like, sh there's truth behind what she's saying. And I'm going to be the first to say, I do stand for Black Lives Matter, not the organization, but the message in its totality. I think um, a lot of... Uh, and that's what a lot, lot of people do. A lot of us do. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I stand behind BLM. Um, I just not the organization. Um, but that's hard for the whites to able, understand. Right. Right. And she was able to get the documents <laughs> right. as because um, she was like, where did all that money that you guys raised as an organ organization what go? What sucks is that and she it's retrieved really... the documents and she can and break broke down what money was going towards. Money was going towards the sex industry money was going towards a bunch of like random shit and i'm like of course she's gonna have jump on that because she's like pro-religion and like 
you can't exist just merely because your lifestyle is different than mine. Like, that's wild to me. Mm. But that's a thing. I, I hate, I hate... It sucks because with it. this with this documentary that's going to come out, it's really going to, again, put that dark light over the Black Lives Matter um, messaging instead of, you know... But in America, like, we can't just have a message, right? There has to be money behind it. There has to be right. something pushing it. Right. There has to be, you know, something going on to make it, you know, look bigger than what it needed to be. Yeah. Instead of it just being a movement, it was turned into this. Uh-huh. And so now everyone's literally going to look at it and be like, yeah, you know, we got to stop saying BLM or whatever. And it's like, no, no the, I message the message still stands. The message stands. The organization doesn't. <laughs> right. I right. feel like in white people's eyes, they're going to see us like, damn, you guys are ungrateful. They can never have anything. Right. Like, I mean, they, now, already, they already see it as they already see us as that now. I feel like true. We complain about anything. It's like, well, work harder. And it's like, I'm no. working three jobs. Like, <laughs> how much harder can I work? Like, you get to work one and go home. I have to clock out and clock in. Like what? That doesn't. Well, you should have gone to school. Well, I did, and now I'm in debt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in debt with a degree. Speaking of with debt, oh, I love these segues. This is amazing. This is the best Ivan Dito I've ever had to date. No, because you was oh, talking. <laughs> so with that, because like I didn't realize I was low key retaining information. Normally I'm like I don't remember, but like I'm like, oh I locked this shit in this week. Um, so we all know that the student loan forgiveness application went live, and you oh, can forgive like ten yep, grand. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I still don't fully understand it, but baby, trust me when I say I filled it out. Um, so basically saying like, oh, if you are dependent, if you are still dependent and your parents make X amount of money, you don't qualify because your parents can help you pay for it. But why is that wow. your parents? This is from what I was being told. And I was like, wait, that doesn't even make sense. I was like, thank God I'm independent. But what if your parents uh, don't claim you on their taxes right, as a dependent? If you still get claimed then that like they're like you're canceled out. Oh, that's fine. And then if if you made more if you made the same amount of money, this was the one that fucked me up. If you made let's say you made fifty thousand dollars last year. That's what your salary is. Let's say your loans are fifty thousand dollars in debt. That now cancels out. They're like, no, you could definitely pay your loans because you make enough money wow. to be able to pay your loans. It's if, you a a hundred, if you are a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong because this is how it was being pitched to me and I was sitting here like what the fuck? Um if you are a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you only made fifty thousand dollars that um, in a year, then that's when you qualify for the ten thousand dollar loan forgiveness. And it's like, pero that's a little droplet of water in the ocean, right? Because people accumulate that amount because of the interest on the loans. Yeah. Like if you cut my honestly, if you took my loans and you cut the interest right off of it, I'd only be like thirty thousand dollars in debt. And I'd be like, yeah, I could pay that off. That'd be a year of me like not spending money on shit and it just completely going back to that. But because of interest, it's now, it doubled in price. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Well, you know, America has no money for that. But we have money to send. But we have a billion for Ukraine. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with all of that being said, we are now going to move on over into our next section, which is Caldero Talk. All right, mi gente, welcome back to Caldero Talk, which is the part of the show where we're going to give you the meat of the entire show so with that this is the part of the show where we're gonna serve it to you on abuela's floral china and we're gonna dissect and discuss the topic at hand and with our guest it stemmed off of a conversation he and i were having so i always get uh inspired by conversations i have with other people to then text ruben and be like hey i have this idea ruben's like yeah, I don't give a shit, bitch. You guys. Um, just, wrong day, wrong time. Yeah, and then when you get here, we'll figure it out. Um, so we're going to title this episode Happy Friends. Emphasis on the happy. Happy. Why? Because we're going to talk about the relationships between, the friendships between gay men and heterosexual oh, men. Oh, I'm not gay. And why that's the issue. <laughs> bitch, we know you gay. You scream it loud and proud, as you should. Um, and we're going to talk about the relationship, uh, friendship between gay men and heterosexual men and the just negative stigmas that come with that um, and what that looks like. So I get to be outsider looking in because I can't speak from that experience because I think there's a double standard when it comes to like me being friends with gay women. Like it's like, oh, cool. Like you guys are friends. Like I don't get, um, yeah, I've gotten hit on, but like whatever. I don't, whatever. That's cute. 
cute concept. No, thank you. <laughs> I like men's. Thank you. Um, but it's not it's not frowned upon and or scrutinized the way that it is when it comes to heterosexual men and gay men in platonic friendships. Mm. What are y'all's thoughts? Uh, I definitely have a lot of straight friends. Um, I think that I used to think about the difference, like, oh, you know, I'm gay, they're straight. Now, I, like, I don't see the world like that. I definitely do get sometimes, um, straight men who are, like, very shut off the minute they hear my, the tone of my voice or the minute that they find out that I'm gay. Like, a lot of straight men have, believe it or not, and I don't get it, but they're like, oh, you know, I didn't know you were gay, and I'm like... Okay, like, not you being offended but I, I actually am like I'm like trying to gain my life up a little bit more because it's like what the fuck to it up. like if you can't tell that's a problem <laughs> so um, I always love when I get that and then I love when the girls will come to me not the girls but the girls <laughs> uh, will come to me and I'm glad you, you know, they'll be like you know who's that and I'm like oh girl he's straight I'm like you know let me know if you get some of that. Let me know how it looked like or whatever. <laughs> I want auditable. But I think I think that the discrimination um, really just comes from people really not being educated or around enough gay people. You know, and I think that even though every corner you turn, it's screaming gay, 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 gay. Um, there's still a lot of streets that are very much just like there's no gay person in sight that you know of. I will, them the I will, dudes is different. I will say that. I will say that. So what about you? What do you get from I feel like you're from our conversations, you have a very uh I don't want to say toxic mas- masculine friend group. Matter of fact, uh, for lack of a better term, we're gonna go for that. We're yeah. gonna go with that. Yeah. What I mean for, you? for the most part, you know, I love my friends, my boys, but you know, there are conversations where we'll we will have where I don't necessarily agree with their viewpoint Mm -hmm. and I don't feel as comfortable speaking my mind because then I obviously know like what their response is going to be. They're going to look at me weird and it's just like, nah, I went to college. I've had plenty of gay friends and you feel me like they weren't, they didn't treat me any type of way. I didn't feel uncomfortable because they were gay. Like that had nothing to do with me. I'm generally genuinely a uh, person to person like mm. if you treat me and respect me as such i'm going to do the same you're cool we can have conversations we're like-minded people what does your sexuality have to do with me or anything like because it's the way it's the way sh- straight men clock gay men and their sexuality i'm like mm, i will i will also actually throw a bone in there and say that it is also the way that gay men clock straight men's sexuality as well Ooh. I think that a lot of gay men are are with this mindset that, first of all, in the gay culture, it's a very sexually driven culture, and we operate in the mindset of thinking that, well, a lot of men, gay men, operate in the mindset that they think every man is curious. And although that might be the case for a lot that isn't the case for all Mm. and i think it's so i remember a few years back when i was like thinking about that and like i would sit there and i'm like you know is this person curious like they're giving me a little you know vibe and i'm just like yeah i'm like you know but then at the same time i'm like i i love when a masculine man or a straight man can be comfortable with me to be like you know to joke around and just have because we all have a feminine side, whether we love to admit it or not, mm-hmm. you know, and just like women have a masculine side, whether we they love to admit it or not. And I, I appreciate when they're like free to just be themselves yep. instead of being like, oh, I got to be, you know, I got to be the guy. I got to be tough. I got to be the nigga. Like, and it's like, let's just chill. Like, let's just be people. Chill. And like, I hey. feel like with gay men, sometimes I see it in the community where they'll have a straight friend and their automatic go-to is like, y'all fucking? And it's like, mm. no. Like, I have, I've, you know, I have a straight best friend and we were together for like a good 10 months, like constant chilling because we were doing a dance project and like there was a whole thing back and forth between Boston, going to Boston and back and that was my ride and all that. But when I brought him around, 
like everyone in the dance company was like, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, he's straight. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Is it weird that you're seeing a straight man with a gay man? And they're like, yeah, but you know, he might be, he's a little too soft or whatever. And I'm like, he's just straight. Like he's, but he's not like, I'm not like, he's, he's not a toxic. Yes. He's, he's very much just willing to be free. He knows that he dances. He knows that when he dances, people think that he's gay. He doesn't care because he just likes to dance. And he's like, if people want to like, if a straight man dances well, oh, it's assumed oh, yes. that they're gay. Yes. Wow. Yes, 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 okay. Yes. That is a very big thing. It's, it's, Really, uh, uh, when you go to like a dance party and you and you meet, you know, another male dancer, you sometimes they'll just start off like, yeah, I don't go that way. And it's like not to be toxic, but it's like sometimes you got to have that conversation because when the girls are around, they get a little like handsy, handsy, the alcohol is flowing. And it's like, uh, they're straight, babes. Like, it's OK. The women need men, too. Like, <laughs> we can't have them all. We can't take them all. But yeah, uh, I definitely would throw that bone in there to say that, that definitely is, gay men do the same thing. That is interesting. It's funny because um, I, for those that don't know, I also am part of a, of a men's mental health group um, here in Lawrence called Brothers in Arms. Shout out to Ooh, Brothers in Arms. Not a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But we actually, you should definitely come to a meeting. We actually have one on tomorrow. Mondays when we have... Uh, our, our staff meeting, Melix uh, is the one that invited me to go, and I was like, word. That's that. I'm not that. Yeah. But um, we've had this conversation kind of some a little bit where we mentioned that um, it's possible that some men are so, like, uh, toxic in their masculinity when it comes to gay men because they are... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't say insecure, but they are kind of jealous of the way how uh, gay men are so free with, yep. with like just who they are mm-hmm. and you know and they're not they don't care who judges them and then some straight men are just like oh i wanted to be free too without the assumption that i am a homosexual like so then they become just so like fed up and in their toxic masculinity that they don't know how to properly respond with their emotions that they automatically go into the negative side, like, oh, I'm not gay, oh, I don't want to be around gay people, oh, fuck this guy, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. nah, bro, chill, you feel me? It's like, me personally, I know I have a feminine energy, and I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed to say it. Am I a homosexual man? No, you feel me? But it's like, I know that I am more gentle and more soft in some areas of my life because mm-hmm. that's just how I was raised. I was raised by a single mother. You know, I didn't necessarily have a father figure, uh, to present, I guess, the other masculine side of myself. But I was, I just learned that just being myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just comfortable just pretty much around anybody and just being myself. Like, I'll fuck around and go get a manicure because I like to be, I like good hygiene. I like to be, I, like, I know how to You're dress well. You're person to get a manicure with. He's going to make sure they don't fuck your shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, because I'm into that, into those things doesn't mean that I'm gay or that I have an interest in men. It's just like, I like to be clean. I like to be well-kept. That's that's just who I am. And if... It's interesting how, like, cleanliness is automatically associated to I femininity was, and homosexuality. Yeah, that's very like, weird. Like, men can't be clean. <laughs> also, gays, can, gays are dirty. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> what are we doing? You know, it, it makes no sense. Uh, I definitely was going to say that because I feel like, like I see a lot of TikTok, the ones that they do the aesthetic blogs and the, I follow a lot of guys. Well, I don't follow a lot of guys, but they obviously come up because that's what I like to see. Um, mm-hmm. And to see them just be clean and mm-hmm. like to see their house is just well put together. Their apartments are well put together. There's an aesthetic, you know, this, this movement of just a man being able to be a man and having... Uh, you know, being able to express their emotion and, and things like that. I'm like, I'm all for men um, growing and obviously like, you know, being clean, being well put together, presenting yourself the way that you see yourself instead of the way that you want others to see you. Right. I think that's really important. And I think it's super brave, right? When I meet a straight man who's just like, yo, this is me. Like, and I love when it, when there is a straight man in the room, cause it kind of does feel manly. So I struggle with, you know, when I was 
growing up, I struggled a lot with um, my manly, my masculine side and my feminine side. I didn't know how to be more masculine. And I also didn't know how to be more feminine. It mm. was like this weird, constant battle of like one week and you'll see me and I'm like the tightest clothes and nails painted. And then the next weekend, I'm just like, yeah, I'm a thug. Like, <laughs> you know? So it was like trying to find that balance. And then I was like brought onto the term of like androgynous and mm. how to how I sometimes appear androgynous. And I was like, okay, I like that, but I'm not gender bending. Mm. So it's a little bit... Can like, you... What's the difference? So I think androgyny, uh, if I remember correctly, is like when you kind of play with your look and you can gender bend and you can be feminine presenting or masculine presenting all at the same time where they're like it's its own category. Whereas, you know, usually to other people, the way that they see you is either like masculine or feminine. But androgyny <clears throat> is like in the middle, like when I had my hair down to the side and shaved my sides, like you couldn't tell if I was a boy or a girl or a male or a female, you could only tell that I was just someone. And I had been confused for a female uh, a couple of times. And that offended me because mm. it was like, yo, I feel like I take pride in being a man. Like I, I really do. I, I love, I'm a man who actually just loves men. I'm not like, I don't want to be a female. I'll do the heels. You know, I did the heels last night. <clears throat> you know, it's just fun. It's just fun to play around and just have some fun and try something different. But I'm not, like, there's never been a question for me. Well, actually, I did question it before, and it was like, do you want to be a female? I've thought about that, and I was just like, I don't, I don't think I see myself going through all of that. I don't even, like, I don't have any operations or anything, and I've never had stitches, and I'm like, why would I do that to be that dramatic? And I don't think that my mind is working in that space. I'm really just a man who just is emotionally more attracted to men. Mm. You know, so it's like... It's weird. It's a weird space to live in. And especially like when I, I, when I worked in Starbucks in New York, I, I was around nothing but black men and like seeing them just be like, yo, you the homie, bro. Like, don't mm. worry about it. Like there's been times where, you know, people were threatening me or whatever. And they're like, yo, who we got to fuck up? Like who we got to, you know? And I'm like, y'all really do like me. Like, okay. <laughs> like I could do this. And they'll talk to me about their girl or they'll talk to me about their problems and they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think, you know, you're tripping or whatever the case. Um, and that kind of just made me more comfortable around being around men. I will say that when I first come around a group of men, I'm definitely guards up. Mm. You know, I'm like, yo, anybody say some slick shit? Like, let's get to it. <laughs> like, but at the same time, I've kind of been teaching myself to drop that guard and just be accepting and also understanding that everyone's not for you. And sometimes, you know, maybe, I mean, I don't think I'm walking around with so much sugar in my tank, but maybe to your standards I am. And it's not my job to make you comfortable with me. It's your job to already come into the room and be able to adapt mm. you know, and be able to be around the environment. Cause you're going to meet a lot of different people. I've met trans people. I'm part of the community that I felt, like, I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know, how, like, to that extreme. I worked with somebody, with, this is when pronouns was becoming a big thing, who, to me, presented as a male. And then, you know, came around and, and I was like, him, 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 him. And pulled me to the side and was like, hey, my pronouns are, he, are she, her. And I was like, okay. So, I'm like, I, I don't know how to take that. Mm. Like, what what is that? You know, I don't, the fuck is a pronoun? Like, the fuck? <laughs> so, I... I'm one of those. And, you know, I had to learn that as well. And uh, I did apologize. I will always apologize if I'm in the wrong and you let me know. Um, and I just refer to them by their name. So I think, I don't know where I, why, what tangent I went off here. But, um, it's not like you have to get that off your chest. Right. Yeah, it was all there. It was just, you know. Oh, this is my time to shine, baby. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but no, I think, well, you did, you did touch upon, like, when you walked into a room when you're, it's a new room and it's men, your guard is up because you're like, ooh, what is the vibe? Because yeah. at any point, someone's going to say, we live in a city of it with ignorant ass people and you're going to find them everywhere. Someone's going to say some stupid shit. Like, and then if liquor starts flowing, 
people start saying like they just the whole filter thing comes down and this whole we've talked about this before like this whole like being from the hood and you know you got to be real and this and the third like what 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 is a filter take me as this is this is me blahzy blah but it's like no there's just like some shit you don't need to say out loud yeah it doesn't make you any more real because you didn't say something or you held off on saying something it means you have fucking manners you know what i mean you like i find it interesting with how toxic men like jump on this whole now i just find i think that it's interesting when we were talking about how your sexuality is now being questioned because you associate yourself with someone who is um gay Mm -hmm. and i'm like why did their minds automatically go to that instead of like because probably they're gay (laughs) i i'm i'm sorry but i'm a firm believer if if a man really has a problem with a gay man being in the room, it's because you have some down low secrets that you need to get out. Mm. Yeah, I because mean, because a comfortable man, a comfortable man will be comfortable in any situation with anybody. That's a fact. Because um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess from other people's perspective, they know a lot of like down low men. So then they're just like, oh, so if he's hanging around these guys, maybe he's. Maybe he's gay too. Like, nah, bro. I mean, all you really gotta. How? What was your first encounter when you were like, "What the? Like, what? What are you even saying right now?" Um, if you can remember. I mean, I probably in like college, I guess maybe because I was just like, say if I would just like hit up a dude just cause like, yo, you trying to go get some food? You trying to eat? Trying to hang out? Da da da. We hanging out. We hanging out. And then say like, oh, I'm. Uh, involved with a female and the the gay man and the female are the friends and the female will be like yo you know this person thought she was kind of gay right and I'm just like why be like, like yeah join the team like, every, every. <laughs> yeah I'm just like why it's like oh cause you're always hitting them up da 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 I'm like I hit him up cause he's a cool person we're friends I don't have any sexual attraction I didn't even think about it that goes back to the bone that I threw into female side no honestly majority of the time it has come from a female's side like say a lot of yeah I'm just like I thought he was gay because he painted his nails clear and I'm like is he not putting his finger they're clean like what are we yeah like like I said like do you want dirty nails because mama's pH balance you know what I'm saying like so I've had a, a lot of those experiences <laughs> and it's always funny to me. And, you know, before I was like confident in who I am, it had me question. I'm just like, so if they're thinking that, am I? And then I'm just like, no, I'm not. You're... You feel me? I'm just like. I, but that uh, right there, yeah. like, I just want to pause on that because that is something that because you are comfortable in your sexuality that you can admit and you mm. just said it out loud. Yeah. A lot of men don't even want to admit that because their boys were capping on them that they may have had like a lack of judgment and yeah. like, ooh, is there something to this? And unfortunately, I felt privy to that as well. Like for so long, I was asked if like, are you gay, are you gay? Then when my sister came out, everybody was like, damn, sis, we thought it was going to be you. I was like, that's crazy. Like why... <laughs> That's why? Crazy. Why would you think that? Because I am more in tune with my masculine side than my feminine side. Now, towards the end of my twenties, I've gotten more into my feminine side and like playing around with like different fashion pieces and things like that, and like you- trying to find my look. But in college, it caused me to have to, not to have to. I didn't have to, but because I wasn't so confident in myself as a person, not just my sexuality, myself as a person. Also, me being such a late bloomer, like I didn't, I didn't start drinking till I got to college. I didn't start anything really, like even like having sexual encounters until I was like twenty two. Like, and I, I, it was super delayed for me. I was delayed, um, in terms of like society standards. I was about to right. say, in terms of the hood, yeah, yeah, from where we come from, you starting at twelve. To the hood, <laughs> she was a senior. <laughs> That all started at 16. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I was yeah. a senior citizen according to the hood. Um, so with that, it, it caused me to have an insecurity of like, oh, well, are guys even going to like me? Do guys even like me? Um, and, you know, I do get more attention from women. So maybe there's something. I, I remember sitting in that and being like, damn, 
I mean, they saying this so many times, like, is it is it possible? Yeah. Mm. And then I was like, <laughs> Negatron. No. Right. You no. feel me? I just see a female pass by. I'm just like, I think yeah. you know what I mean. I was like, I got my That's first case right of there. Opinions, and I was like, I like to be. This is nice. And people be like, oh, but you haven't tried it, bro. I don't care to. I don't need to. I don't care to, bro. Like, this is not food. Like, you feel me? Like, I mean, if we keep it in a buck, I did. I, I dabbled, and that's how I knew. Like, this is terrible. This sucks. Like, me present, I, I do not I care to like, dabble. I get turned. This is probably the most, this is the realest I've ever been on this fucking podcast. I was about to say. We was like, wait, Nina, you airing this out now? Yeah, we go. I'm like, stressed. <laughs> yes, I did. I did have an, an experience, and I was just like, no. Like, I my... The and I and now I can compare it, the way I react, like my body and what, like my mind, everything reacted to being with a man versus to like dabbling in in females or whatever. I was just kind of like, Ooh, I like this this here. <laughs> I like this. I like this one. Yeah. This this th- that never should have happened. And I think that that is this is definitely a conversation we can have for another episode. Um, but like society making you question your sexuality because of the standards that they're putting upon you. And like, I never should have had that experience. Mm. I never should have been made to feel that way. Um, enough so that, that it, that, that did happen. Um, for me to be able to then say, no, I'm good. No, because we need to accept the fact that there are people that walk around and they know for a fact it's not, oh, but you haven't tried it. Fuck you. Go find somebody who has. Like, don't try to convince it's just like, me. It's just like it's telling so a gay man, like a golden star gay. It's like telling them like, oh, how do you know that, you know, you don't like females. You've never, you just know you don't like females. Like, yeah. and I think the Wait, people. Like women don't, you look at a female, they don't turn you on. I think like, the people that use that term are like, just toxic and manipulative. Mm, I think you that. Sure? Well, what kind of question is? Well, have you? That's like always how you should turn it around. Like, well, have you tried it? And it's like if it's coming from someone in the community, like shame on you because that, like, you can't always use that, right? Mm. You can't always turn mm. to that. That you know, you can flip the question. Well, have you? How do you know you don't like girls? You've never. I just know. Oh, so you just know. But no one else, right? Can, right? Like the straight can't. Just <laughs> right, know they can't just know. And it's like I've had these conversations, like with my gay friends, and I'm like, you don't. I'm like, maybe he's just straight, and they're like, girl, no, no. And I'm like, I'm like, also my thing is like, I never, never put this on record. I never want to put that much attention on anyone else besides me. So, for me to do all that work just to figure out if you're gay like you need a therapist like that's insane yeah, that's pretty that's, insane that's a lot. yeah um but to bring it back to to chef um it's it's refreshing to hear a man be like Absolutely. nah this this is this it made me question my sexuality even if it was for like a second, but like some men will live their whole lives and never admit that because it's like, oh, you, I don't view you less of a man because mm. you admitted that. Like, I think that there is strength in your vulnerability and the more vulnerability look at that. word of the week. Um, there is strength within that because, and that just goes to show you that Sofrito speaks as a safe space. Thank you. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. You want to be here, <laughs> but it just, it just, it just goes to show like, you know, like the work that you've done within yourself and like how you can hone in on and express that growing up, you did, you, you were in tune with your feminine side, but you learned how to be, um, also be in tune with your masculine side. And you have a very beautiful blend of the two, which is how you are able to connect with people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just a, a testament to who you are as a person. I think it's dope. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. That was but. really nicely put. <laughs> it felt good coming out. The one thing I do want to mention though is it's like, um, at least with my group of friends, they're very accepting. I think the only thing that is just like a little, I wouldn't say off-putting, but it's just like if there is a guy in the group and they might be down low and the guys don't know and then we happen to find out that it's just kind of like, damn, bro, why didn't you tell us? You thought, you know, we were just going to, like, shun you or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. nah, bro, like, we're all, like, we're, 
all very accepting. That is one thing about my group of friends that I do appreciate is that they are very accepting as long as like you're truthful. Mm. You from you don't feel the need to hide yourself because I understand the need because especially in this society, but if you like really sit down and have a conversation with us, you'll realize like I yeah, you're a cool dude, like even if we were hanging out and we didn't know you were gay and then all of a sudden we found out you were gay, what does that mean? What does that change? Right. Nothing. You're still a cool dude. We still had great moments. We still have great memories. So that yeah. really changes nothing. Which yeah. is dope in your, for your experience. I think that in other friend groups and or like just in general, like there for some friend groups, when someone does come out, then you start to go back and think like, yeah, nah, he was standing a little too close to me in the elevator <laughs> like, that one time. Dude was a little sus sometimes. Like, nah, wait, you know, when he brushed my eyelash out of my face, like, that, I thought that was a little weird. That makes sense. Like, he did come in trying to, like, to pat balls. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said, slap ass. You know what I mean? Like, he did, you know, he, you know, he slapped my ass a little too hard in the locker room after a game. Like, it makes sense. Um, but that's, that's the part that sucks. It's like when someone if someone does come out and or was does want to share with a group of men that they thought they were safe with that that is the reaction like oh, you know, start to psychoanalyze it a little bit i mean i wish it didn't happen but unfortunately that's just how the mind works because it's like now it becomes a well they just came out if i'm seen with them are people gonna assume that because we've that's been friends exactly for so long what it is, that, yeah. that that i'm get, like it's just it's a it's a lot right. listen best thing you could do for yourselves is work on yourselves get comfortable with who you are as a person love yourself as a person that way any uh the naysayers cannot dictate how you feel about you because it is called self-esteem you feel me esteem <laughs> of, of your mother fucking self okay Sir Cat Williams. <laughs> well i think we pretty much got everything we needed good. to get off good. of our chest I like that uh, no pun intended. Let's head over <laughs> to our next section, which is 